0: I'm Sadie. I'm American, and I'm living in Japan. Konnichiwa!
1: I'm Akane. I'm Japanese, and I'm living in US. And
0: this is the Foreign Exchange Program. In this show, we invite you to listen in on our insightful discussions about language, culture, society, and personal experiences living and thriving in a foreign country. What's today's topic? Today, we'll share some common mistakes that uh, language learners make. Mm. Um, So as we have talked about extensively throughout our podcast, Akane and I are both language teachers and through our teaching experience, we have noticed or come across a lot of mistakes that seem to keep coming up and coming up over and over again. Mm. so we thought today it could be interesting to share some of those things and if you happen to be a language learner of Japanese or English maybe you can take what we say and try not to do it (laughs) in your your own in your own language practice (laughs)
1: yeah it's maybe a good chance to realize it sometimes we don't realize you're making mistakes so hopefully it's helpful for you yes all right let's get into it all right so first thing I want to talk about is uh barbs so (laughs) there are several barbs very tricky so today I want to share a couple of them okay so first one I would say oh so I'm gonna introduce uh mistakes of Japanese language mm-hmm. and then so some students said so okay one time uh one student explained kind of recipe for example how to make skiaki or something mm-hmm. and then in skiaki you put uh seasonings like soy sauce sugar uh some ingredients too Mm-hmm. And then they said okimas,
0: 置きます mm. Ah, put yeah. They thought put yeah. I see That's okay, okay. really So
1: the correct one is iremas. Mm. Yeah, yeah So 置く入れる Actually both put in English mm. So it kind of makes sense But Oku is put something on somewhere. Like, hon okimas means put book on. Let's say, hon okimas. Put a book on a desk.
0: Yeah.
1: Then is put something inside. Yeah. So it can be you know put soy sauce inside the pot or hon mm-hmm. kaban Mm -hmm. I put
0: my book into my bag. Yeah. So... (laughs) I can understand, though, because in English, put stays the same, but we just change the preposition. Like you Mm. said, put on, put in, you know? Mm. So for us, put is like the kind of keyword that sticks in our mind, I think. Mm. If we have multiple options for put, maybe we, (laughs) I can see why they would get confused. Mm. Right. Because put is solid in our, in our native English minds. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I also
1: totally understand, but I just realized this part is very, how can I say probably, I don't know most of my students are English native speaker mm-hmm. or people who live in United States, so they have English um knowledge, yeah, but I don't know like if their first language is something French or sure.
0: Vietnamese other language, maybe they mm-hmm. don't
1: have this this issue,
0: mhm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But just from a native English perspective, I totally get it. Mm. It's hard. This is a hard part of learning a language is understanding that, yeah, different languages have sometimes multiple ways to explain Mm -hmm. one idea for your language and vice versa. Sometimes you have a ton of ways to explain something that's more simplified Mm -hmm. in another language, right? So... I totally, totally understand. It's that's yeah. That's mm. a good one to point out. It's tricky for sure. Mm. Something
1: similar is also take. So testo uke masu. So yeah. in English, I take a test. But some students say testo torimasu. Right. Toru. take it (laughs) yeah take it (laughs) but we don't use toru for test in Japanese we always use ukeru Mm -hmm. which is kind of like receive in English Mm -hmm. so we use like a different verb not take
0: yeah I understand take to be tricky too because we have like you said take a test Uh, take take something from someone uh, take the train take Mm -hmm. the bus take Mm -hmm. it we have so many ways to say different activities with take as the base verb Mm. in English but in Japanese again there are multiple options different situations you need different words Mm -hmm. that's one where you just have to memorize the whole phrase I recommend not just the verb Mm. if you can so testo ukeru like the whole phrase try to remember yeah Not just that's a good idea itself. yeah mm.
1: and then funny thing i see some japanese teacher also say testo toru if they live in u.s for such a long time hmm. I-, I hear several times like when i was talking to my co-workers testo ka? like torimashita like I feel so, I think they're getting used to English, and yeah. then I don't know how it works, but maybe they translate from English, but I feel so awkward.
0: I wonder if it's because, it. I have no idea, but take a test, it's like t sound, double T sound. Mm-hmm. Testo toru, double T sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting obviously Maybe. Maybe maybe because they just hear take a test take a test a lot that it gets kind of stuck in their brain and they hear like the (laughs) double t sound i could be totally wrong but maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting though Mm. yeah take is a tricky one i hear Mm. i have trouble with that too sometimes i forget Mm. which take i need to use take a photo (laughs) Like there's so many phrases with take.
1: Take a photo is order, which right. is like a,
0: <laughs> a whole different thing. Yeah, it's 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 confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but like I said, if you can try to remember the whole phrase together, not just the verb by itself, that can help it kind mm-hmm. of stick in your memory stronger. I think. Yeah. Um, good one though. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Okay. Uh, So my first one, pretty much all of mine, I decided to do kind of sentence structure related. Mm -hmm. Um, So when they say a phrase and it sounds kind of awkward and I'll kind of talk through why. Mm. So one thing that I hear a lot, and I just heard it several times (laughs) recently, this happens all the time. So I'll give you an example sentence that I hear uh what do you like music what uh, do you uh, like music i hear this all the time um if i were to say that in correct english i would say what music do you like or what kind of music do you like uh, i
1: saw it means what do you like about music
0: no, when they say this, they mean, like, what, donna, like, <laughs> what kind of music? Donna What kind? Ah, could you say again the incorrect sentence? What do you like music? Ah, that's interesting. I hear this all the time. They put, like, music at the end. What do you like music? But in English, we'd want to put that further ahead in the sentence what music or what kind of music do you like but this happens with not just music but any kind of category what food what music what movies anything it happens a lot I don't know if like using kind of like what kind of music what sort of music if that's tricky like if they don't know how to use that Appropriately, I'm not really sure why this happens, but I notice it all the time. Mm,なんでだろう?
1: Because in Japanese, as you said, donna. Right, it's at the beginning. So like, <laughs> what ka- it's almost same. Yeah. I mean, in... music, donna ongaku ga suki desu ka? What kind of music do you like?
0: なんでだろうね? Why? <laughs> I'm not sure what throws them off, but this is something I hear all the time. Like I said, it happens very frequently with my, especially lower, like more beginner level students. They just don't, I don't know why they would put it at the end like that. Mm. What I'm trying to think, maybe they're thinking of it as like when you say this sort of, uh, question but with a verb like a infinitive for example what do you like to do mm. for fun toka? that goes at the end so maybe they're like mixing up those oh. structures they're thinking like oh if it's a verb it goes at the end so if it's a noun maybe it goes at the end too but it doesn't it doesn't mm. <laughs> If it's a noun, it needs to go further up, further up. Or
1: maybe in their mind, there is a phrase already
0: settled. What do you like? Mm. Maybe. Just what do you like by itself? Uh,
1: and then it's kind of hard to change to what
0: kind of. Yeah. Like, how do I, how do I put in the other pieces? They're not, I think people just are not quite sure how to, like, put that together. But mm. yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure why I hear it. That's oh. interesting. Like, mm. I also teach
1: in Japanese, Donna, mm. usually, mm. I don't see much, uh, their struggles about this. Mm. Because as we just talk about, pretty much same order between english and japanese
0: right yeah this one's this one's strange to me but again somehow (laughs) (laughs) for whatever reason i hear it a lot and i just wonder like what is going on in their brains to make (laughs) them put it in in such an order um anyway i thought that was interesting to share (laughs) this is really interesting thank you Okay,
1: so next one I want to talk about is adjectives.
0: Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves adjectives. (laughs) Not in Japanese, we don't.
1: (laughs) So this is kind of, uh, let's say, okay. So I'm going to say the uh, sentence, uh, one sentence student made. Mm -hmm. (laughs) boyfriend <laughs> I'm
0: sorry for laughing. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: I see this every
0: semester. Do you really? <sighs> <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, I get it. I do. So
1: this student wanted to say my boyfriend is sweet.
0: Sweet. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but sweet in Japanese, you know, if you look up dictionary, it's a amai. Yeah. But we don't use amai for describing people. Amai is usually like a little meaning, like a chocolate, candy,
0: sugar. Yeah. Yeah. It's for like food. It's a fla- flavoring, right? If something mm-hmm. is sweet, it's how something tastes. Mm. It's not about personality. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's another one where it's just like, we have different ways in this case Mm -hmm. to say certain ideas, right? Mm -hmm. So in English, you can use sweet for both. But I think that can come from like, isn't there an expression? Let me double check before I say this. Yeah, I feel like we have some expressions in English that use sweet almost as a... A metaphor for a person so he's like oh she's sweet as pie or sweet as something so literally it means sweet like sugary sweet Mm -hmm. but we kind of apply it to people Mm. I think just over time the meaning has kind of changed a bit Mm. maybe it started with those sort of expressions and then Mm. kind of morphed I'm not 100% sure about the history of that but it it I think originally it was more about the taste of something and yeah we got more creative with how to use it and then Mm -hmm. it morphed into personality as well Mm -hmm. is my guess
1: yeah so in Japanese we don't have the phrase or expression so I would say my boyfriend is sweet in Japanese this.
0: I was thinking that. Yeah, mm. probably Yasashi I also just... <laughs> we say, like, sweeto, just, like, as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> in so my ne. house.
1: <laughs> yeah, sui... Mm, so, ne?
0: Uh. Suito. <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> it's like most cheesy.
0: of... It's cheesy.
1: Yeah, I think most of Japanese can get it. Yeah. If you said... Mm.
0: But yasashi, I think, is a good, a better, like, closer translation to mm. how sweet is used in uh, English in that context.
1: Yeah. Atto something similar is, watashi no okaasan wa furui desu. This one also really tricky. So furui, so this student wanted to say my mom my mother is old yeah but you know if you look up dictionary means old but we don't use for describing people's
0: age yeah if you say she's old that way it makes me think like something that's kind of been used a lot it's kind of old it's kind of broken Mm. or like rough you know roughed up so it's kind of like a negative (laughs) image (laughs) (laughs) if i hear it like that
1: (laughs) yeah so we use furui for in animating mostly Mm. even we don't use for dogs or other animals yeah so we can say, Watashi no wa o Or, or, Wakakunaides. She's not young.
0: Wakakunaides. <laughs> 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 Actually, that's nicer. <laughs> She's not young. <laughs> yeah, it sounds more like um soft, a little softer. Yeah. Like, mm. you don't want to say the word old. You're avoiding the word old. Mm. Mm.
1: (laughs) yeah if i don't introduce this concept like 100 every -hmm. time there's some students write this sentence Mm. so it's really interesting for me
0: yeah and again this is another one of those we just say old for whatever we can use old for anything Mm. um Of course, you can get more descriptive with other synonyms, but old can be applied to people, things, animals, whatever, in English. So makes sense. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Good. Um, all right. My next one, I'll give the example sentence. And again, I hear this constantly. So for example a student will say something like I think I shouldn't go there. I think I shouldn't go there. Oh, um oh. whereas it's it's okay like of course you can understand the meaning it's not a big mistake like it doesn't affect how somebody can understand you but it just sounds kind of funny. Um So what I would say instead is, I don't think I should go there. Mm. I don't think I should go there. A lot of my students tend to put negative later in the sentence, but in English, we like to put it toward the beginning of the sentence. I hear this a lot with all different sorts of structures, but they put negatives toward the end. Uh, That's interesting observation. I didn't think about it. But it makes sense, right? You can see why, as a native Japanese speaker.
1: Yeah, 私はそこへ行くべきじゃないと思います。私は行く... That's they wanted to say, but it's incorrect.
0: I think I shouldn't go there. Right. They're literally translating from Japanese. And that's just my example sentence, but it can happen in many contexts. And basically, I I think a lot of it happens because in Japanese sentence structure, negative comes kind of at the end. So when they change to English, they kind of keep it toward the end. But actually, it sounds much better and more natural if you put it toward the front
1: Mm. of a sentence. I think so, yeah, that's true. Also, in Japanese, using negative is really strong. So the sentence, I don't think I should go there, is the last part is negative, right, in Japanese. That's Mm. really strong. But, you know, first one, I think, so at the end, it's not negative. So Mm. sounds a little softer, not too strong.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's why we, as as a Japanese person, we tend to say, I think, instead Mm. of I don't think. I Mm. don't think is really like opposed to someone. (laughs) (laughs) Even you're just stating your you know, opinion. But mm-hmm. that much for
0: <laughs> you know it's not Japanese. so serious in English though. <laughs> we, it's not that <laughs> big of a deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I think we talk about it before, like uh uh Shumatsu uh, isho ni gohan wo ka? Mm-hmm. Japanese people uh, so shall we eat dinner together this weekend yeah. and then Japanese people don't say no they just say, ah, chotto means no, basically. So that much for Japanese people saying <laughs> negative sentences,
0: like strong. Yeah. It's a hard habit to break, though. It's something that's so, even in my higher level students, I see this a lot. Um, So it definitely, the first language has a strong effect here like they just can't break that habit even if think is not in the sentence even if it's just multiple verbs in the same I'm trying to think of another example Um, yeah just like I wish I, I can't think of another example right now if I can I'll mention it later but it just they seem to want negative to be later but it's it should be should be closer to the beginning Absolutely. in english we need to clarify like right away is that positive is it negative because that sets up the rest of the sentence and it gives us that ah. important information quickly but in japanese you wait until later to give that information out and so mm. it's it's just a different way of saying things right but i catch this mm. I catch this, this is a sin- lot. i
1: think i i still use <laughs> honestly
0: I, you do <laughs> because I I'm not gonna say exactly what you said but I noticed it earlier today when we were talking. <laughs> it's not a big deal though like I said this is one of those mistakes where it's not so much going to affect your communication ability but it will make it obvious that you're not a native speaker like it mm-hmm. sounds un- unnatural to native speakers i would say that's um,
1: interesting yeah, yeah. i think this kind of part i never kind of it's it's difficult to go to next level because every time people say oh your english is good mm-hmm. you know they never consider me as a native speaker maybe mm-hmm. maybe part of it, my pronunciation but also from the glamour, maybe this kind of part
0: yeah yeah and these are things that are really hard again if they don't if they don't obstruct communication in any big way it's really hard to tell mm-hmm. like if you're making the mistakes cuz people probably won't correct you if they can still understand you fine right yeah. but it's just one of those things like that makes a difference between if someone sounds natural versus a little unnatural. Mm -hmm. Um, So for the more advanced level students, I would start to focus on things like this a little Mm -hmm. bit more probably to improve.
1: Wow, it's really interesting.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you think so. (laughs) And I learned it too. All right. (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) All right. So next one I want to introduce is pronunciation slash sparing, which is a long vowel and double consonants. Mm -hmm. So there is a rules, you know, for doing long vowel and double consonants. We don't get into that deep for this episode, but it seems it seems it's difficult to catch for some students so even we've been using the word every time or you know almost every week in the class but still some students struggling with I maybe my pronunciation is not good but you know they also listen audio or other teachers so you know they're they be exposed with the word quite a mm. lot but still seems difficult. So for example Benkyo But should be which is to study. Yeah. A lot of time when they write they miss u.
0: Mhm.
1: yobi. They
0: yeah. missing
1: u which is long vowel again. The other one is a double consonant. One said they wanted to write Pacific Beach. Ah. And then they say Pacific Beach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Of course, I pronounce, you know, Pacific Beach in Japanese. But this time the student made a mistake long vowel and double consonant. And mm-hmm. then I read as double consonant in the B sound. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Very different meanings there. <laughs> but yes, I I really, really understand this. Like, I would say my spelling in Japanese is not good. Mm. Maybe my pronunciation, I can kind of fake it a little bit. But if I have to type something or write it, I can't remember. Like, is it a long vowel? Is it a short vowel? Usually the double consonant's okay. I can hear that pretty well and Mm. feel that pretty well. But, like, the vowels are very hard. I just can't remember. (laughs) Because to my ear, it can be hard, especially when people are speaking at, like, a native speed it's kind of hard for me to hear the difference between short vowel and long vowel. Mm. So there's, there's, I don't know, it's just easier for me to kind of mix those up. Um, sometimes at work, I have to like search words in the dictionary, look something up for a student and I can't remember how to spell it. I'm like, is it long? Is it short? Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating, but this yeah. happens a lot. And I think, again, it's just because It's hard for us to distinguish listening-wise if it's long or short when, like me, if you're like me and you hear native speakers all the time, they're Mm -hmm. speaking quickly. So it's a really subtle difference when you're speaking faster, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, I get it. I get this issue for sure. I see these mistakes
1: even like intermediate students.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So just practice makes perfect basically (laughs) it's just one of those things yeah you have to keep working at it Ah, it's okay though (laughs) good all right um the next one I'll share is uh here's the example I went to a performance of dance I went to a performance of dance Mm. Now, this is another one where it's not wrong, and I can understand exactly what you're trying to say, but it feels unnatural to me in conversation. I would say I went to a dance performance. Like I would put dance as the modifier, Mm. and maybe... Again, I don't know exactly why, but maybe it's hard for them to imagine a noun being used like an adjective. Mm.
1: This doesn't this... really make sense because of no in Japanese. Right. So I see a lot of my students who study Japanese struggling with no. Mm-hmm. Because it's a very different way to use,
0: yeah. Right, I definitely I think that not kind of throws things off here. And again, it's not wrong, mm. but it's not how a lot of people speak. No, natural. It sounds like textbook English, kind of. If that ah, makes sense, or yeah. That's interesting. Like, um, mm.
1: actually, <laughs> so. You, actually, I almost said earlier, but so you named title of this episode, Mm -hmm. Common Mistakes Learners Make. Mm -hmm. That's also, I couldn't come up with the title. That's also same, like mistakes as a, it's a noun, but you use as a adjective to describe learners make. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, we do this all the time it's confusing because yeah, it still looks like a noun. We don't add anything to it to make it look like an adjective, right? Mm. In Japanese, you can take nouns and kind of adjectify them, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but you add something to it to make that clear, right? Mm. But in English, it's not always obvious yeah it just looks like a noun so it's like how do i know (laughs) can i have a double noun like what what is this but yeah we do it a lot we do it a lot a lot i
1: think for solving this kind of problem is i think reading reading Mm -hmm. like english like articles books a lot which i should do more then you (laughs) know naturally i can see this more and then easier to compose those sentences
0: I agree, I think that's a good solution. You just need to expose yourself to more of the language and seeing how these structures are used, seeing how these mm-hmm. patterns, how often they come up in what contexts, and then it'll start to feel more familiar in your mind as you're trying to produce language later so mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good um uh solution, I think a good mm-hmm. study option for it.
1: Yeah, nice. definitely. This is a really interesting topic. For me. <laughs> I want to
0: talk this more. <laughs> we could always do a part two someday. <laughs> I'm sure we could find plenty more mistakes. <laughs> and some that we make ourselves. Some that we make yeah. ourselves. <laughs> But yeah, this is a really enlightening episode for us. I hope you all listening took something away from this. Um, and also, just remember, it's okay like to make mistakes. We're not trying to call people out or anything. Mm-hmm. These things happen, but it's it can be useful to reflect on kind of yeah, especially common th- things that happen a lot. Mm. Um, if, you're, if your goal is to try and sound mm, Keep native, in like. your mind Yeah, just so, exactly Something to keep in mind mm. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed Thank you for listening Thank you We'll see you next time Bye If you enjoy listening to our show
1: Please consider leaving us a rating Or comment on your preferred podcasting platform
0: If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions Feel free to email us at foreign exchange program pod at gmail.com we'd love to get some feedback from you all
1: you can find us on instagram as well at foreign exchange program pod so feel free to follow us on there send us a message and get notified when new episodes are released thanks for listening